Hi there. Welcome to the Lifestyle Herbalist Podcast, where we hope to bring you a healthy dose of happiness. I'm your host, Dami Vaccaro, clinical herbalist, health coach, lover of plants. And I'm Sabrina Cooper, registered culinary holistic nutritionist and herbalist. Join us as we dive into the art of herbalism, mindfulness, and healthy lifestyle practices to help you achieve a happier and healthier life. Whether you're a seasoned herbalist or just starting your wellness journey, we're here to provide you with the insights, tips, and inspiration for a more balanced and joyful existence. So grab your favorite herbal tea, sit back, and let's get a healthy dose of happiness together. So greetings, everyone. We are here once again, Sabrina and I, to bring you um, some more information and something that we have dealt with in our own lives and others that we have encountered in our life, um, even in the dental practice as well. And that is sleep. Um, it's a hot topic in dentistry and really across the board um, with sleep medicine, sleep science, and the um, the attributes of things that help us sleep versus things that keep us awake. Um, and for some of us, it can be hormonal. For others, it's just um, allergy issues that keep us um, mouth breathing rather than nasal breathing. And so we hope to tap into some of the science of breathing um, and sleep uh, as it all connects together. So Sabrina. Welcome. I'm excited. And this this truly is a yeah, this is a big topic for for so many. And I think it's not only it's the quality of sleep, right? Like getting falling asleep, um, staying asleep. Um, there's so many factors that come into play. And I know, like you, I've had a lot of patients um, at the office um, that do have breathing you know, disturbances, and that plays a huge role. Um, and there are some signs and symptoms that we do look at when we're in our dental hygiene role to help alleviate these symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we can just start out by just the simple things that might just keep us awake. Um, I know for some people, when they have caffeine, in particular, they just have a really hard time falling asleep. And so Oftentimes people stay up, especially I know busy moms in particular, they stay up way late anyway. They might grab, gravitate toward maybe an energy drink or something with caffeine because they get the kids to sleep and then they have all their things that they want to do before they get to bed at night. And then lo and behold, it's 11 o'clock. Then they're trying to go to sleep at night, but they can't because they have those energy drinks that are sometimes caffeine and sugar in them that just stimulates them and they can't go to sleep. Um, so it's, what are, what are some ideas that you have to help a mom or just a person to be able to have energy, but not gravitate toward that caffeine? Well, I think like we, we really reach for that caffeine around the noon mark, maybe the three o'clock mark. Mm -hmm. It's always a time at the day. I find that people hit that wall, um, generally because you might've had breakfast, you've kind of skipped lunch or you had like a little bit of a snack and you haven't quite had a great meal to keep you going for the rest of the afternoon. So that's one staying hydrated is another big thing. Maybe your body is needing water more than anything because, and you're feeling tired because you don't have that nutrients and the water, um, because the caffeine it stays in your bloodstream for a long time. It starts to take effect within the peaks at an hour and then it remains in the bloodstream and it can go six to 12 hours more, you know, into that bloodstream. So if you're taking that coffee in at three o'clock, well, 
no wonder you're not going to be able to have a restful sleep or you fall asleep, but then you wake up and it's disrupted and you're not sleeping well. You're not getting into that zone of sleep, which is really important. So I think like the most important thing is just to start looking at things that you can incorporate into your diet. And on a whole, it's eating a whole food diet, staying away from the processed foods and, um, adding in herbs and herbal drinks instead, like a non-caffeinated, um, drink that can keep you hydrated as well as give you nutrients to keep you going. Yeah. I know for, um, for me, um, I think rosemary, the volatile oils and rosemary is stimulating without caffeine. So, um, just smelling just the essential oils are just adding a little bit of rosemary to a tea can give you a burst of energy, um, and an unexpected surprise really along with citrus, some citrus and some mint. Mm -hmm. Um, those are great ones as well to add into your tea or even just the essential oil, taking a smell of it, um, adding some lemon into your water, just squirting that lemon can give you that, um, burst of, um, waking up. Yeah. Um, Water, for sure. I just think that water is a key, key thing. I, I find myself um, during the day, like if I have, if I'm hitting that wall, I go back and think like, when was the last time I had a nourishing meal or a nourishing snack? Or when did I have that last cup of water? I now have a, an app on my phone that reminds me to drink water because, you know, I think, oh, I did drink water. Nope, I didn't. You know, it's still sitting there. And that alone has really helped along with a breathing exercise. I make sure that I'm taking deep breaths. I find that really helps. Um, in fact, I was driving up to the, to this, the place we have up on the lake and I was really tired. So I had a, I had something to eat before I got in the car and that started to take effect. I could feel it already absorbing in was drinking my water. And I started doing deep breathing exercises mm -hmm. while I was driving. And I could feel that I was becoming more and more alert. I had this clarity and I was able to get to where I needed to be, even though it was starting to get dark. I still felt alert, not wide awake, but enough that I felt that I could get to where I needed to be without that sluggish, tired feeling and that having perfect. that caffeine burst burst. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, I was just looking through um, this book, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Um, he wrote this book and it's, um, it's a bestseller, but um, sleep loss and car crashes. And, and this is just a great segue for what you were just talking about. So for people who have less than four hours of sleep, they are 12 times more likely to get into a car accident versus someone who has had six to seven hours of sleep. They're 1.3 times um, uh, increased risk. So, you know, that lack of sleep really has a big impact on safety for sure, especially when we get behind a vehicle. 100%. And a lot of people think, oh, I only need five hours. I only need six hours of sleep, but your body needs at least a good seven, eight solid hours of sleep. Um, otherwise you're not functioning at your full capacity. In fact, I have this quote and it says, let her sleep for when she wakes, she will shake the world because <laughs> when you're tired, you're not being able, you know, you're functioning on this adrenaline. You're not really present. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're not at your full capacity of what you can be doing. So for all the moms sleep deprivation definitely comes and dads. I mean, everybody, right. Sleep deprivation really plays a big role in our overall well-being and health, but some of the nutrients, I mean, we, it, we don't think of food as helping us, you know, because we think, Oh, that caffeine burst will get me through, but like just keeping yourself well fueled with like 
foods that are full of magnesium, which are your, you know, oats and your legumes and your nuts and your seeds and, you know, getting that vitamin B, your vitamin B's in there. So, you know, you want some good protein that you want, you know, like lean protein, chickens, salmons, maybe some good tofu, um, your whole grains. It's, it's, an, it seems like a more complicated thing to do, but if you just reach for some celery and some hummus, for example, that might get you a that little bit of burst of energy rather than reaching for a piece of chocolate or a mm -hmm. snack. And then you won't have that sugary caffeine burst. And then you'll be able to like sustain a better sleep because you've been feeding yourself well throughout the day. Right. Um, nice soup or a stew is warming. It's comforting before, you know, at nighttime, don't eat too late so that your digestive system isn't working in overdrive before you go to bed. Something that's easy to digest and not at eight or nine o'clock at night. I know it's hard for some of us, but if you know, that's not something you can do, you're like, Oh, I'm always around. I have to pick up the kids. Be prepared. Yeah. Um, you know, and sometimes people have a little trouble going to sleep, but then other people go to sleep easily, but then they wake up and they're awake for sometimes an hour or two or more in the night and just restless, their uh, mind is spinning um, and they're just awake, but yet they don't want to get up because, you know, it's too early and they haven't been asleep all that long. So I know sometimes um, people can have an insulin insufficiency. And so if they haven't eaten, like you said, those whole foods, and combined a good carbohydrate, a good fat, and a good protein, what happens is they they have an insulin spike maybe at some point during the during the day or the evening, and then it really plummets at nighttime, and they wake up because their their insulin is um, is 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 plummeted. So that will wake up the sleep cycle or, or disrupt the sleep cycle as well. So you're right, right Sabrina. Really having good whole foods and not overdoing it in the evening you know, it's Super Bowl Sunday is coming up soon. And so there will be a whole lot of munching and eating and overeating during that celebration. And man, I wonder, I wonder how many people will call out on Monday morning because they just don't feel well or didn't sleep well. <laughs> and it's nice to track like, like the journaling, that's when journaling your foods come into play or tracking your um, sleep with your breathing. Like, are you waking up with a, a dry mouth? Cause, because then that means maybe you're, you're, you're having breathing issues. Maybe it's too dry in your place. Maybe you need a humidifier now in the winter months to help you sleep. Maybe it's too warm in your, your environment. Um, so keep track of why you woke up. Was it like, were you having a night sweat? Were you, you know, what did you last eat before you went to bed? What was your food intake during the day? So you can go back and be like, wow, I ate like I had a lot of caffeine that day. I didn't drink enough water. I didn't eat properly. I was rushing around. My mind was busy. I didn't take time to breathe and stop. I didn't work out today. And journaling definitely makes you realize why you're not having that great sleep or why your patterns are off. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, now that you say that, I actually created a food and wellness journal Um because I couldn't find one that talked about sleep. So as a dental hygienist, you know, we see patients who are mouth breathers. And, um, you know, when people are breathing from their mouth and not their nose, they're getting almost 20% less oxygen to their brain. So they wake up feeling groggy and tired and definitely hit that lull around noontime because they're just tired. They just haven't slept well. 
And so if we don't, if we don't try to correct that, then the cycle just continues. And that person who becomes, will eventually become likely a sleep apnea patient. Because what happens is the mouth relaxes or the tongue relaxes in the back of the throat and closes off the airway. And then there's, there's no more breathing. And so that cycle, that cycle of um, mouth breathing really has negative effects with our whole body. And, and what are some of the symptoms I know that we see from dental hygiene some, you know, um, I mean, I know that for myself, patients don't realize, you know, swollen gums, redness. Um, they don't take these things into consideration. They just think it's gingivitis, but is there anything else that you could have people look into or so that they realize it's mouth breathing more than anything else? Well, if they wake up in the morning and their mouth is really dry, that's at least one indication. If they're snoring, that's another indication. Certainly there's, um, if they've been a mouth breather for a little while, then the circumference of their neck actually grows. And so there, there's just a larger neck. So they've seen the people that looks like their head just goes right to their shoulders. You know, they're likely a mouth breather. Um, people who walk around just with their mouth open, they don't even have their lips together. They're definitely a mouth breather. Um, there's certain a look with their eyes. Um, sometimes they call them shiners, like dark circles under their eyes. That's an indication of someone who was de uh, sleep deprived and, um, and likely a mouth breather. So what I notice uh, clinically is just um, a flaccid, which is a, a term that we use. It just it's a really dry, shiny gingiva that's typically goes canine on the upper canine to canine. It's usually on the back side of the teeth, but often the front side of the teeth um, or the tissue there. Um, and it just bleeds super easily. Like you can just look at it hard and it just starts to ooze. It's just so tender. It's such tender tissue. And tissue is supposed to be moist. It's supposed to be covered by our saliva. But when it gets all dried out, then it turns, it gets really thin and irritated and it just bleeds very easily. So those are some indications that I, I notice um, with my patients. And then that usually sparks a conversation um, between me and my, my patient as to, you know, trying to get to the bottom of their gingivitis. The other thing is that when their mouth breathing and mouth is dry, there's a higher incidence of cavities because the tissues are dry, the teeth are dry, and they don't have that protection of our, our natural saliva that has uh, enzymes and um, uh, antimicrobial uh, antibodies in there to help kill the bacteria that cause cavities. And so there's just more oral disease as well. Right. And a lot of time it goes unnoticed and, to, and sometimes even, you know, it's hard to like because there's some other underlying things, you know, and that's again, why the journal is important to understand, right. When you go in to see your hygienist or your, you know, physician or anybody to let them know about these things, because it's not, we talk about it a lot in this, in this podcast and in past podcasts about things being normal in quotation marks, people just haven't have dealt with this for a long time thinking this is just the normal thing, you know, but it's not. And these are good indications for you to speak to someone about the symptoms that you're having. Um, and there are ways to easily correct this. Before you get diagnosed with a sleep apnea, 
Like there are, there's devices available, there's mouth taping and there's different yep. modalities that you can look into to um, securely, um, you know, basically kind of help your, your um, lips stay together. It's nothing crazy like duct tape. So, um, you know, it's, it, but there is one out there so recently, that's a new one. And somebody told me this week that they really liked it because it doesn't pull off their beard. And I think it's called hostage tape, which I had to chuckle because when you think hostage tape, I think, oh, that's duct tape. <laughs> but like, yeah. Um, yeah, but I had a patient, I had a patient um, recently who said he started using the hostage tape and he liked it better because he thought it fit better. So there's different ones out there. You just have to find one that that you like. But um, I remember uh, recent, well, I see her every six months, but she's always asking me about the latest and newest things that I learned in dental hygiene. And I was noticing um, her tissues. Now she is um, African-American descent. And so, but I was noticing like her tissues look dry. They weren't necessarily the flaccid look that I typically see, but we had started having a conversation about mouth breathing versus nasal breathing. And she says, you know, I think I mouth breathe. So I was telling her about just the paper tape. So she stopped by the store, she got the paper tape, and then she came back in a few weeks later because she had to have a restorative procedure done. And she stopped in my room and she says, Debbie, I say, oh, hey. She goes, I've been mouth taping. And she says, I feel fantastic. So she gave me a high five and she, she went down the hallway. So it's just moments like that, that just gives me, um, gives me pause and a reason that I have these conversations. And sometimes they're not easy conversations that I have with my patients. And and sometimes it could be a little more like involved. There could be like a deviated septum. There could be something else that is un, like going on as well that you need to like look into further. But a good start is definitely um, just checking out for the symptoms that Dabney had mentioned, the redness, the lack of sleep, the dry mouth, um, maybe some halitosis, which is bad breath, you know, because mm -hmm. of the dryness, um, and, and, snoring. For these, and yeah. snoring is a big one. And sometimes we, if you're living al alone, sometimes you can't tell if you're snoring, but somebody, maybe if you're living with someone, they'll be like, wow, you've been snoring a lot. So that can, you know, and you'll wake up definitely with like dryness, like your throat, your, your mouth. Sometimes I think it happens because people have allergies, like here in yep. Virginia, we have their seasonal allergies. So people have spring allergies, they have fall allergies. And so sometimes you're just really congested. And so, or maybe there's a sinus infection or a cold or flu that just keeps your nasal passages just clogged up. Um, but after it's all over with, hopefully you're, you're making a change that you're going to go back to nasal breathing. But for some folks, they start becoming a mouth breather and they don't even think about it. Like it becomes a habit because their allergy season lasts for so long, it just becomes habitual. And then even when they start to clear up, they're still mouth breathing because now it's their new habit. So check in with yourself. And like uh, Sabrina said, certainly if you have a deviated septum or some, some you know physiological reason that you can't breathe from your nose, certainly don't put mouth tape over it. But it's amazing. It's amazing though how quickly our, our brain will open those passages once we close our lips because we are designed to live and breathing is, is what's necessary to live. And our brain's going to do what it can to open up that passageway so that we can get air. I definitely think that mouth breathing is one of those things that we really don't think about. Yeah. Most, I mean, I, I have patients and they, I, when I say, or do you mouth breathe or nasal breathe? I go, oh, I don't know. 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, here's an exercise. So here's an exercise for you listeners at home. Close your lips and breathe from your nose. Now open your mouth and breathe from your mouth. Which feels more natural? Well, for me, it feels more natural through my nose. Me too, but I'm a nasal breather. But for those who are mouth breathers, nasal breathing will feel foreign. So that's a good way to do a self-test quickly to see whether what your tendencies are. And then if you're a mouth breather, you can make some changes to try and get yourself to train yourself to be a nasal breather. And you'll notice like people, like when you start to look around you, and you start to pay attention, you start to see people with their mouth open more, their facial expression is different, mm -hmm. a little droopy, right? Like, flat. yes, right? Yeah, it looks flat. Like, it's not mm -hmm. like, like everything yeah. just doesn't seem in proportion, I guess right. you could say that. Right. I don't know if that's the right word, but mm -hmm. you just, you can, you'll start to notice. It's interesting. Yeah. Here's another interesting fact that I'm, I bet many of our listeners don't know is that whenever we eat processed foods, our body, when it's uh, metabolizing those process, processed foods, we release um, CO2. And so when we eat a lot of processed food, our body has a really hard time getting rid of it all as it metabolizes. And so breathing from our nose isn't good enough. Like it's not getting rid of it fast enough. So then we become a mouth breather because our body's like, we gotta get rid of the CO2. And so it's those highly processed foods that actually actually contribute to a lot of people who mouth breathe. And I think that's why, Sabrina, that we're seeing so many young people that are now mouth breathers is because they are they are consuming so many highly processed foods because it's just everywhere. Easy, easy to reach. Maybe parents, you know, parents are both working nowadays, you know, um, they, they're not like not meal planning, preparing well, the kids get hungry. They're out at school. They come home on their way home, stop in, get a bag of chips at the store or, you know, um, you know, something fast food and they're not really paying attention to what they're eating, you know, and, and then it's just a snowball effect. Not only does it not affect, affects your sleep, but affects your learning, your, your, clarity, concentration, Absolutely. right? So, Absolutely. and you're yeah, in a cloud or a fog all the time, mm -hmm. right? Mood. Um, oh, so, sure. you know, sleep definitely is self-love. Like, you know, you need to give yourself that um, and take the time to sleep. Yeah. Um, there's some really, yeah. And there's some really good herbs that can help with sleep. Um, valerian, I think is one that we've mentioned before. That one's very helpful. Um Passion flower is a really nice one as well, along with skullcap. But even um, motherwort, um, that is um, for women who are about my age going through menopause, sometimes it's hormones that just wake us up, um, you know, in the night. Um, and it's just hard to go back to sleep. So there are some herbs, depending on the symptoms that the person is having. An herbalist can certainly help navigate the right uh, herb that could be best for you. Um, and it could be that you need something a little bit stronger because you you got those wheels turning. And what I mean stronger, maybe it's just a, it's a combination. Maybe it's not just one thing that you're you're dealing with. Maybe it's a couple different things that you're dealing with. And so working with an herbalist can combine, she can he or she can combine the different herbs to be able to get to the the place where you can get a good night's sleep. And if you do wake up, 
you know, maybe you just roll over, get the cover right or wrong and, you know, whatever it needs to be. And then you can go right back to sleep and you're not sitting there for hours on end waiting to go back to sleep. So true. And, it, you know, it, it's trial and error too, sometimes, because what works for one doesn't always work for another, right? Absolutely. And there are herbs that can have a contra effect sometimes for people and um, totally. it might keep you awake at night, you know? So sometimes you just have to, if you can't, oh, put your hands up in the air, like, that's it. I can't do this. I'm going to go back to a sleeping aid or some like a harder, like a, you know, over the counter sleeping aid. Maybe it's just trying something else, you know, and clearing your mind before bed, doing a little bit of mindful meditation, a yoga class, um, going for a walk is really good too, just to release, you know, some of the, you know, the toxins going on in your body, um, being off your screen early. Oh, I was going to say that too. Yes. Um, Don't get, don't be stimulated before you go to bed. Take that time. Like people, you know, I go to bed really early. I'm in bed sometimes eight 30 and it's, and it's like, because I feel like I wake up early, but also I get to bed, I get cozy. All my devices are off and I can read a book and get into that and kind of clear my mind. So when I go to bed, I sleep and I sleep well, Um, sometimes I do wake up because of hormones, but I like talk myself. I do a little counting of breath and I fall back to sleep. I don't remember falling back to sleep, but I do. And so I think these are, are great tips for someone who's just starting out and wanting to find a way to get some restful sleep. And then if they feel like, you know, they want to learn more, then they can dive deeper into it. Yeah. And you're right. Everybody, everybody works a little bit different. Um, you know, there's some people that are hot and some people run cold and, you know, there's herbs that can help balance whatever issue that person has. And so uh, what an herbalist looks at is, you know, the, the constitution of that particular person. And they try to give herbs that will help support and bring back balance because something's kind of off. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that blue light in particular, you know, and the, the other thing too is when you wake up and you're gonna and you're awake for a little while, it's real easy and real tempting just to grab your phone or your tablet that's laying beside your bed and start scrolling, you know, at 1 30, 2 o'clock in the morning. And that light is stimulating and it's it will make it even more difficult. And then it just becomes a habit and it becomes a bad habit. And it's very difficult to get out of those habits once our bodies start used to is used to those things. If you're able, it's probably better to just go back to a regular, um, you know, clock, maybe put something over the bright lights or, you know, turn the clock away from you so that the digital is not in front of you and keep your phones out of your room, um, all digital devices um, so they don't aren't a temptation. And if you're a reader that needs an iPad or something like that, maybe stick it under your bed or put it into a <laughs> cupboard that you can't reach it after. Right. Because, right. Um, you know. I get it. Like, you know, it's, I, it might be ease or that people were just used to having our devices, but we need to like, be like, okay, you need to go away for now, you know? Um, and I think it will really help people. That would be one great step for people that water checking. If your mouth breathing, um, whole foods, less processed, yeah. not eating late and less and of a caffeine. Yeah. And trying to deal with the stress, you know, don't take your stuff to bed with you. Leave your, leave yeah. your stress, your work stress at, at work, come home and just be at home and the gratitude. Right. So I know sometimes when I wake up and I just feel like, Oh man, I'm, I'm awake. I don't know if I'm going to go back to sleep. I just started a gratitude prayer. 
And I just start praying for people that I know, people who are struggling. I pray for, I just start praying and I just, I give gratitude. And before I know it, well, I don't know that I'm going back to sleep, but I'm asleep because I wake up with, you know, it's like, oh, it's morning and it's time to go. <laughs> I love so, it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and your body does have cycles, right? So it does go through a cycle and then sometimes it wakes itself up, sleeps, and then it wakes, you know, so it does have cycles. So you might just be, you know, waking up in the middle of a cycle or, and that's a whole nother discussion. But mm -hmm. so again, just be mindful and start writing down why you're waking up or think about like, was there something that went on during the day? What did I do? What didn't I do? Um, and that will be a great way for you to connect to reasons why you're not sleeping. Absolutely. I think if you write things down and even journal things, I mean, it's, it's start, you start to see the pattern and patterns tell us a story. And so if anybody's interested in a journal that talks about sleep and mood and um, and has the space for journaling, we'll have um, a place in the show notes where you can get a copy. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I think we touched on a lot of things today and I hope that, you know, are they're not overwhelming for everybody, but I think we just like to give a lot of little bites for someone who may have tried something, but didn't look at something else, you know, mm -hmm. um, you may have been just focusing on getting your, uh, avoiding caffeine, but you may not have thought about mouth breathing, or you may have thought about mouth breathing, but you didn't think about meals being important and eating late. And, um, I guarantee that when you start using, you know, focusing, you'll really, um, hone in and connect with why you're not sleeping. Well said, Sabrina. And ask your dental hygienist. Ask well, next time you kind of go in for your hygiene appointment. Ask your dental hygienist. How do we, how do my gums look? Does it look like um, I'm doing a pretty good job? Do I have bleeding in there? What is what are you, what are you seeing? Be inquisitive. Ask your hygienist. It's your yeah. mouth tells a lot about the rest of your body, and sleep is included in that as well. Sleep is a, is our reset, so we really need it and um, take it as a reset. Right. And if, if you're able to during the day and you really are feeling tired, maybe you do need a 10 minute power nap, or maybe it's just getting up and going outside and getting a breath of fresh air for a good walk. And that'll just keep you going. Um, if you, you know, had one of those sleepless nights and you just, instead of reaching for that caffeine. Yeah. And even getting up and doing some jumping jacks. I know it's a little silly and sometimes you, your coworkers might look at you and wonder what you're doing, but you know, you're just getting that, you're getting that blood flowing, you know, after sitting for a little while, our body kind of just gets tired and we need to get up and move around. So do what, do what Great you advice. need to do for you. <laughs> I love it. And hopefully all of this will continue to bring you a healthy dose of happiness. Absolutely. Until next time. Bye for now. Okay.